Welcome to Running the Bases, a show about the Atlanta Braves and the game of baseball as seen through the eyes of a retired English teacher and a bartender living in the suburbs of Atlanta, Georgia. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of Running the Bases. I'm Tucker Wells, joined as always by Coach Jordan Bounds. Coach, how you doing, man? Pretty good. How you doing, Tucker? I'm good. I'm good. How's how are things at the house? You all move back in yet after yeah, snowpocalypse yeah, yeah, in Atlanta? Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, cool. Well, we're here watching the Braves. They've been doing well. Surprising, surprisingly offensive in the last few games. Been by few, I mean two. Yeah, I was gonna say they've been doing well. <laughs> they won two games in a row. All right. Well, three if you count St. Louis, uh, yeah, the uh, yeah, the walk off okay. wild pitch. Um, so uh, yeah, so real quick with our Braves as 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 the new as the world turns, um, Ugla is now the most expensive bench player ever. If you were general manager right now would you just keep him on the bench or just cut him all together and just suck it up finally and say you know what here's a 22 million dollar severance package um i i can't say i don't know under what restraints Rin is under by you know liberty mutual i mean it would depend on what ownership is telling you that because ownership is going to have some sort of uh some sort of say on that kind of investment. Yeah. Um, you know, speaking of investment, the Braves, they just released the um, plans, the first renderings of the new stadium. Did you take a look at those? No, I didn't. And I've wanted to look at them more. I was more fascinated by uh, the new TV radio contract, you know. And so. Oh, I didn't know this. I did not know this. We got what it what would tell, tell me more. Um. It was adjusted, and I don't understand it all. I understand that uh, the Braves' contract was not with radio and television was not as long as it has, uh, as it was projected to be, or as long as it was reported to have been. And they've been all uh, also. It is increased by five hundred million dollars. Uh, that it has over the length of what the contract is, which makes it no longer, uh, you know, adding a half a billion dollars to the contract uh, makes it no longer, they can't whine about it anymore. And wow. there were all of these uh, statements about how uh, people, uh, high up executives were, every time they mentioned the Braves, were talking about the, radio and television contract and that had a lot to do with it changing i don't understand all of the dynamics behind it but they increased by half a billion dollars over a lesser time than the contract uh was originally scheduled you know it's no longer like 15 years it's like nine years or something like that wow i have to look at this i'm surprised this didn't become come across my purview um well, that certainly would be something because I'm wondering at this point if 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 this move to Cobb County is a done deal. Oh, know? I think so, and I I think uh, whereas we thought uh, the John Hart inspired signings of all of these uh, the core players to long contracts that this was done because of 
the move to Cobb County, well, now we realize that it, it has a lot more to do with the renegotiation of the television radio contract. And uh, so that the move to Cobb County will not be as much of a cash cow as it will be a security blanket to put them more in the, within their own market. Yeah. You know, I, I was uh, watching the game over the weekend when they're in St. Louis, and it was my first time seeing the ballpark village complete yeah, there yeah, in yeah, St. Louis. Yeah, and it was actually pretty impressive. Sure it is. Yeah. It is. I mean, I, I hate to admit it. Oh, it is. It is. You know, and, 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 and you know, that's also having lived in St. Louis during when they were, you know, voting and debating about tearing down Bush Stadium 2 and building the new Bush Stadium. That was always the key was that ballpark village. Mm -hmm. and, and they did several studies after the first year of the new Bush Stadium being open saying that um, showing that the revenues only increased by 1% for the Cardinals from their stadium. And if you adjust for inflation, that wasn't an improvement at all. But so... So um, in the new renderings, it shows the the entertainment complex around it. There's going to be a lake just outside the there center field. Are, you look at things that have been done like in San Diego and uh, Baltimore and stuff, and the, uh, the just community development around some of the newer ballparks, and you're like, you can't help but think it will be positive what, uh, unless – pure idiots are in charge however we are in georgia uh, mm -hmm. and so you know yeah let's wait and see but the possibilities are tremendous yeah they are you know i'm still uh and we're right here we are right here we're going to completely benefit from it you know um i just sure as heck hope they figure out how People can get to the game without having to drive, but something tells me they don't really care a whole but heck of a lot like about that. In, you know, as far as driving goes, we're like in the right place. We know? are. Sandy Springs, you know, if 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 there are fifty thousand people or forty one thousand people in Sandy Springs willing to go every night, that would that we you know, but actually that would be We bad. don't have to get on the expressway. We can go down Mount Parent and get off at uh Northside Parkway and yep. go right up. You yep. know, you can also go uh, to Herds, to Riverwood, and go down Powers uh, Ferry yeah, and yeah. just sneak around that way. Yeah, so yeah. all endless possibilities for us, the Sandy Springs fans. Yeah, um, so, so it will be interesting to see. But one thing I did like about the, the new stadium is that the roof is um, reminiscent of Tiger Stadium, I feel like. It hangs. Or there is an overhang. There's a large overhang. You, like Briggs and stuff, like you could hit a... 290-foot home run Well, no, that the, went 330 feet? <laughs> <laughs> no, you couldn't do that. The outfield is still open, but as far as the grandstands, or I'm not, not the grandstands, but the upper deck, it completely comes out over the all the seats, so mm -hmm. or, or the majority of them, whereas at Turner Field right now, it's just over those upper deck seats. So... Um, um, you know, if I could bring up a picture here, I'd show you, but it, it, it looks interesting. So, you know, um, so I'll be, I, I'll be, well, I'll be excited. I, I'll be interested in yeah. like analyzing all of this. I, I have, uh, the old tiger stadium was one of those stadiums that fit an inner city, you know, uh, dynamics. I mean, it overhung 
in right field because the street, you know, went right up, you know, to where right field was. And, uh, yeah, well, I mean, Fenway is still that way today and uh, Wrigley to a certain extent. But, yeah, uh, and, you know, and that's not going to happen with the new stadiums, but there have been beautiful new stadiums. Yeah, I, I, you know, I too, as a sports fan, never really argue with a new stadium. I, I, I constantly argue with the public funds, but I feel like with Cobb County exactly. putting the bill, I don't really care. So. <laughs> yeah, there you I, know, go. I am too. Yeah. Screw Cobb County. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, police um, state anyway. <laughs> well, um, so our, our Tommy John epidemic continues. Um, Jose Fernandez, as of last week, is out for the year with Tommy John surgery. Um, you know, we were uh, talking about this a little before recording the new idea being that is, is it that pitchers throw harder today or they throw harder m- more during the game? They, we don't see pitchers that have enough. Uh, I, I think, I, I don't know, but it does seem like pitchers are now required to throw at maximum effort uh, from the beginning of the game for as long as they can go, which is less and less innings, you know, uh, hints. Uh, all of this stuff with counting pitches and stuff like that. I mean, um, yeah, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying anything that everybody else doesn't know, but back in the day you had Warren Spahn every fourth game coming out and throwing 120 pitches, you know, or, or 90 pitches or whatever it took. But uh, he knew how, you know, he'd throw a lot of pitches at – 85 miles an hour, you know, and then there'd be pitches he'd throw at 91 and stuff, but he pitched every fourth day rather than every fifth day, and he pitched uh, 300 innings a year. I mean, and he was not, well, he was a Hall of Famer, but there were all sorts of pitchers like that. You know, Ferguson Jenkins, I, I know, regularly pitched 32, 34 complete games a year. We don't have – there are hardly that many complete games in the entire league uh, <laughs> now. Yeah, you'd be hard-pressed. Uh, Tehran throws a complete game shutout last night, and I, it, was a, it was a rare gem. Felt like taking a picture and framing it. Um, yeah, and, and, and so the, it begs the question because not just with Tommy John, but injuries in general, do you feel that players today are too tightly wound – since all they do is train and lift and work out. I mean, there's hardly an off-season. I remember I worked on a movie in St. Louis that um, it, it, we were shooting it while the Cardinals were in the World Series in 2006. And uh, one of the actresses was this woman, Ashley Drain, who was David Eckstein's um, wife. And so Eckstein came to set after the world series was over and it was a great thrill. You know, it was a kid's movie and he's the MVP of that world series and so on and so forth. And I asked him, I said, so what, you know, what do you do now that the, the, the season's over? And he says, I take about a month off and then head to Florida and start working out. So do you think that there's something to be said that since like a Henry Aaron was truly a carpenter and had, you know, jobs in the off season that that kept him truly loose? Yeah, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, how long was Henry a carpenter? I mean, <laughs> you know, you're not going to have me say one negative thing about Henry. Uh, but 
he wasn't a carpenter uh, for maybe for maybe a year and a half uh, <laughs> as a player. But uh, you're right. Uh, the I mean that's the old Whitey Herzog uh, line that people are like over are that players are overwhelmed violins uh, who uh, the stress can make them the strings snap um, and yes, I agree I, with that entirely uh, oh, myself I, so I, how I do you too. view I do that too. in this I day think, and age uh, the um, it, it, it's specialization uh, in baseball um, in terms of pitchers having them throw having uh, a seventh inning guy an eighth inning guy a ninth inning guy along with somebody who's going to try and maximize five innings at the beginning of the game the whole idea I mean people talk about saves and stats like that being uh, useless uh, quality starts you know uh, you can be a lousy pitcher and have lead the league in quality starts you know? <laughs> Well, that segues beautifully into the uh, a hot topic right now. That I actually uh, thought it would be. Yeah, that uh, you, you're correct. Your your theatrical skills are not lacking. Um, that um, Bob Ryan, the famous columnist and writer for the Boston Globe, comes out and says that you know basically baseball uh, uh, statisticians today um, and you know the likes of. Uh, What's the one? I guess Tim Kirchin and oh. Ken Rosenthal. That the stat obsession is so overblown and completely and utterly worthless. So I guess my question to you is, how do you, you know, have you ever looked at somebody's WAR and been like, oh well, that's good to know, and you know, or is it, um, you know, just runs batted in, home runs, hits on base and average, and then wins, strikeouts, ERA, and WHIP. And why? All right, all right, all right. Uh, like think, it has been for. I think years. some of the new stats, like WAR and stuff, are tremendously important in terms of contract, in terms of contract negotiation. I don't think, in terms of assessment, they're they're valuable at all. Zero. Uh, I don't think. Uh, RBIs are or uh, runs batted in versus right-handed pitchers in day games um, on a plus stadium ratio of a 1.25 are <laughs> uh, is worth a damn either. I think in terms of assessment, uh, in terms of helping a team move from uh, – in a positive way, I think it is all eyeball. I don't think uh, these new terms or the old uh, stats, I don't think either of them are valuable at all. I think it is important to realize that you're going to face in the next, uh, you're going to go into the Mets and you're going to face Wheeler, who whenever he's at, even in the count at two and one or three and two, he's going to throw a breaking ball. I think that's really important. I think that that David Wright is hitting 412 uh, versus right-handed pitchers that are behind in the count uh, on day games uh, at home. 
I don't think that matters at all. Uh, <laughs> but I think tendencies that people uh, do have, that does matter. And But in terms of contract negotiation, which is very important to a team's uh you know, if David Wright can say, look, I've been your most consistent hitter uh, with two outs uh, for the last six years, so you're going to pay me for this, uh, and, you know, I'm going to be your franchise from now on, that becomes tremendously important. Yeah, I agree. You know, I, I just personally, I have always um, paid a lot of attention to pitching, pitching statistics and very little to hitting statistics. And to me, my, you know, aside from batting average, my favorite hitting statistic has always been uh, average with runners in scoring position and two outs. To me, that says the most about how many wins is this, you know, how, or, or that, that, that undefinable thing of how clutch, quote unquote, is somebody. But that's always been the one statistic that I'll look at before on plus slugging and yeah, all of those split stats of how they do against left-handers and day games. And, but with pitchers, I, I, you know, I, I've always, I thought ERA is pretty simple. How many runs are they going to give up? One of my favorite so. players, uh, growing up was Al Kaline. Uh, I, I, I loved Al Kaline and I don't know how good he was in the clutch, but if he came up in a game-winning situation, he was walked. And then Norm Cash came up, and he had an extra runner on base, you know. Uh, and then the pitchers in a bigger jam. I don't ever remember Al Kaline coming through in that way. But the dynamics of what happens and the change in the uh, stress situation has a – tremendous amount on uh, somebody like Kaline uh, would do. And I saw Hank Aaron, I saw that forever. Now, with there have, I, you know, I'm not a fan, but Big Poppy, you know, what, what can you say? He's, you know, his, if you looked at his pressure type situations, he's come through. Uh, and there have been people like this forever. Clemente was this way, I'm telling you, my, my boy. Uh, yeah, well, let, let's talk about Clemente. When when you were uh, watching him or following him, because obviously we don't have the kind of coverage of being able to watch baseball games. But anyway, did you what what like did you ever look at his stats and obsess over them, no, or was it no, always just no. watching him? No, he had uh, he would win the batting title by fifteen points, you know, and so you were like. Damn, you know, uh, that was hot. You know, he was hitting 352 or something, you know, and uh, the next closest was 312 with somebody that had no punch. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, uh, that sort of stat, but I only noticed that really at the end of the year. What, I mean, what I remember Clemente was hitting pitches that were balls. You know, he was hitting pitches that were, a foot outside and high, you know, that that's my, as a offensive player or as a hitter, that's what I remember. Yeah. Um, so, you know, did you, uh, um, um, I mean, I'll, uh, hey, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. In 
in terms of this clutch thing that you're talking about now, whatever the stats were, everybody knows the old 50s and 60s Yankees. And Mantle, Mickey Mantle is one of my first favorite players. Uh, um, forget Maris and Mantle and everybody else. The game was on the line during that period. You want a Yogi Berra up, mm-hmm. you know, uh, or after that, you want a Billy Martin up, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, for God knows what reason. But well, th- let me go back to the the stats in this day and age. Um, when you were coaching in high school, um, like at Riverwood, let's say. All right. Wait, uh, okay. Go ahead. <laughs> um, first question is: How much scouting did you have? at that time when it came to, you know, opposing teams? Very, very, very little. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, it was all done by myself, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A couple of times I had some other teammates were involved, but I, I did it. They were with me. So did you ever go to a coach of another team and say, hey, can I get your, you know, what your one through eight is hitting or they one through nine? They giving it to me. <laughs> well, there you go. To, uh the uh that sounds like a personal problem that they just probably didn't like you oh i was not one of the favorite people but uh (laughs) but it wasn't just that i mean it wasn't a regular thing that you were if i mean jerry queen wouldn't give me the uh, the time of day but if jerry (laughs) queen went to uh harvey cochran harvey cochran would wouldn't have given him the time of day either. He would have just been a little bit more polite about it. You know, so. <laughs> so what kind of uh, what kind of scouting would you do? Would you? I would just look for tendencies. I'd look for like uh, this guy's going to take the first pitch, you know, or uh, this pitcher is going to throw over to first anytime he's behind, you know, or you know that sort of stuff. Just regular scouting type things. And now, or this guy can't hit a breaking ball, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, um, it, same thing for with your own team when it when it came time to you know bring in a pinch hitter. Did you you know? Did, did you did you did you do situational or were you just like, well, I'm just all, I'm going to put in my best hitter. I need a hit right now, so I'm going to put in my best hitter. That's on the bench. No, you don't have that kind of options in high school. <laughs> my best well, hitter is on the field. <laughs> you know, I'm not. I don't have anybody on my bench that's going to come in and hit somebody better than on the field. It's not like I've got you know, Manny Mota over there waiting to come out onto the field. It's high school. I'm looking over there, and I got a bunch of tenth. Tell you what, right about. Are, Right now, Dan Ugla might be on the bench for uh, you know um, Riverwood or North Springs in a couple of weeks. No, absolutely, <laughs> uh, but his eye—you uh, could never. Uh, I'm at one of uh, Parker's tea league games, and I'm listening to a woman in front of me who is Ugla's kids' teacher. You know, and, I'm like, and she's like, I didn't know if he was still a player or not. You know, and, that's still debatable. Yeah, I know, I know. Was, um, I know if he was still a brave. <laughs> that's unfortunately still true. Yeah. As much as we hate to admit to this, um, so, um, but if you okay, so let's then take this example and project it to the major leagues. You've got a major league team that you're managing with major league talent. Um, if how do you manage how much do stats weigh in if you've got 
you know, let's say you're playing the Mets and the Mets, who's in the Mets bullpen right now? That's good. I don't even know. Um, well, you've, you, 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 it's time for a pinch hitter. Are you looking at stats or are you just saying you just going by what you saw over the last week, month, whatever? Okay. You know, Ramirez, you're my guy or whatever. Uh, I'm looking for a pinch hitter on the Braves. I'm going to be like, if I have a right-handed pitcher out there, this is my guy most likely to get on base. And this is my guy most likely to knock somebody in. If I got a left-handed pitcher out there, this is going to be my guy most likely to get on base. This is going to be my guy most likely to knock somebody in. Period. I'm in. There's not going to be anything else. Uh, yeah. I and you know I I think that I'm going to know that before the game even starts. You know, there's no. And 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 to further that argument, can you think of a World Series champion in the last twenty years that was built on sabermetrics? You know. Well, uh, the. Uh, the Red Sox have had Bill James on their, uh, you know, on their payroll. Well, do you but, think the 2004 Red Sox? But, but wait, wait. Let know. me say, you know, and but sabermetrics say that there's no such thing as a closer. Well, you take Papelbon away from whatever. Oh uh, seven. Yeah, that was oh uh, seven. Yeah, oh seven. You know, they're they don't win that you know thing without Papelbon and. Uh, according to sabermetrics, there's no such thing as clutch. You take, you know, Big Poppy away from, uh, you know, uh, you know. So, yeah, which is it confirms that this this uh, th- these these fancy stats are truly, yeah, they're just for contracts. And I, and you I, can edit all of this. So let me say right now that Aaron Harang is so ugly he should be a Detroit Tiger. But, <laughs> but go ahead. <laughs> That's a fair assessment. Um, and yet, and yet, if um, Aaron Harang and I were in uh, a room together with five gorgeous women and they knew who he was and they know who and, and, and uh, I, they know who he is, but they don't know who I am. They're all gonna go for him. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know about that. <laughs> I might ugly. get one. I might get yeah, one. Yeah, right. You might but. get one because he's ugly as sin. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, um. So. Uh, another argument that's come up recently, and I'm curious as to what you think. Do Do you think that we're gonna see the end of the DH and the NL pretty soon? Uh, this that, is just one particular year of awful. Um, pitching hitting statistics but you got to look at you know again what's happened to all the pitchers we got you know who was like one of the best hitters last year was fernandez you know where well, is he yeah well that's something that i heard um uh from one i forget who one of the bazillion sports writers out there now but that in when you're in high school and college your best hitter is often your best pitcher because it's your best all-around uh, athlete Without a doubt, I mean, I had pitchers. Well, not always, uh, but I had pitchers uh, that. I mean, when you're young, you're uh, in little league. The pitcher is the best hitter. He's the best all-around ball player. Uh, that continues for a while. Uh, the uh, what 
pitchers should be getting um, regular uh, batting practice on days where they're uh, not pitching rather than playing golf. Uh, the I mean, but you look at uh, particularly in this uh, in how much how costly a uh, utility ball player is today. If you had a Ferguson Jenkins, a Don Drysdale, a Bob Gibson, uh, somebody that's on your bench who hits seven to eight home runs uh, a year, uh, you know what a great pinch hitter this could be. Um. Yeah, I mean, do you think that it'll swing back in that direction, or do you see that there? I I think no, but I do think this has been a particularly um, uh, bad year for pitchers hitting. Uh, I don't think the National League is any closer to adopting the DH as they were five years ago or whatever. Even with the fact that they're, because even John Smoltz, uh, I remember it was Smoltz that's been quoted as saying that with interleague playing every day now, that it's it would be best if everybody was on the same level. That we might as well just blend it. I have a hard time seeing that National League teams are going to immediately say, "Let's take fifteen million dollars out of our profits." and apply this to a DH each year. Yeah. I mean, Finances uh, win again. I, I just don't see that happening. See, you know, uh, I don't see uh, a, a team like Philadelphia or New York or the Mets who have particularly good hitting pitchers uh, in this time of really poor hitting pitchers uh, saying that, well, we'll take on this much more money right now so we can be lose what little advantage we do have. Yeah. It's just not, I don't see it happening. Yeah. Well, they were uh, talking about how the Mets uh, pitchers, starting pitchers haven't score. Hit, they haven't hit a damn. <laughs> I think their batting average is point .043. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, because they got somebody like Bartolo Colon, He's making a joke. He's making a joke of his contract. He's been an awful pitcher as well. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, unfortunately, people like that exist and but, get away you know, with it. They're that, missing but. Harvey, you know, who's hitting 300 last year. Yeah. That's true. And we're missing Tim Hudson, who could hit. And back in the day, John Smoltz could hit. So. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's outside of the realm of possibility that you can develop pitchers that at least are more of a threat than that the concept of just being an automatic out. I would I as a national leaguer myself, I I think that there's got to be some some movement to make pitchers more than an automatic out. Um and I understand that you're paying them so much money, you know, why they can they learn can't. to bunt. Well, yeah, they can learn to bunt, but I mean they can't learn to just hit for contact, you know, learn how to <laughs> go they the other way. All should be able to bunt. I agree with that. That's yeah, and I think that, that still holds true. That 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 that's the one measure of a pitcher's hitting. Um, but I think we need to expand hitting, that. Hitting is a talent. Bunting is learned. Yeah. When you bunted, um, or did you ever bunt? Very little. 
<laughs> do you ha- what is the fr- do you catch the ball with the bat or do you uh i pivoted i didn't uh square oh really yeah so you yeah, yeah i believe in that. pivoting rather than squaring copy that well i have a hypothetical for you to 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 conclude the show today um if you could trade places right now with one of the following three people who would you trade with and why brad pitt george clooney or Derek Jeter? Um, probably Brad Pitt. I mean, I, I don't consider... I, the argument there... I mean, Derek Jeter's at the end of kind of an embarrassment. Uh, you know, he, you know, he'd be better off just retiring right now. Well, hang on. I left that apart. You're assuming their whole, you know... You've experienced their whole life as well. If I could start off at any point in their lifetimes, it would be Derek Jeter. Yeah. All right. I mean, you know, if I could start off as Derek Jeter when he was 21 years old, as as opposed to George Clooney or Brad Pitt at 21, I'm going to take Derek Jeter. Okay. All right. So then, all right. So that answers that quickly. But what about right now? Right now? It would probably be uh, Brad Pitt. I'd rather be Brad Pitt, at, you know, five to ten years older than Derek Jeter, and George Clooney's older than Brad Pitt. So, mm-hmm. but you know, you got to deal with those seven kids or eight oh, or true. ten that's kids true, that she has. See, I go George Clooney. That's true, and, and Angeline Jolene scares me. So she is she is frightening. They just showed her on Good Morning America, and and she was very elegant looking. But man, knowing scares me things, and always has. Yeah, I would have to agree with that. And Clooney, see, Clooney is successful Oscar winning actor, successful director, and successful um, producer. He was the uh, producer on Argo, which won an Oscar as well. So. I go with Clooney. Jeter, the, the, the strong argument can be made because even though him right now is somewhat of an embarrassment to himself, he is the king of New York. You know, but, he's but got he, five rings. But he gives away uh, those, what do you call it, uh, like baskets you get for like showing up at the Academy Awards. Uh, uh, gift bags? Gift bags. Yeah, he gives away gift bags to dates. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> is this before or after? Is this the morning after or the night yeah, of? Yeah, it's, it's it's like a, but everybody knows about it, you know. I'm unaware. What is in a Derek Jeter "Thanks for the Evening" gift bag? It's like high shit, you know. It's like you know <laughs> really? several thousand dollars of stuff, you know. Oh, okay. You know, like Chanel and different things. You know, they're you know, it's like a scarf from you know Romano. I don't know. It, it, well, I mean, that's the other thing is that George Clooney has betted some of my favorites. I mean, Jeter's track record in that department, uh, you know, it's almost unrivaled. George Clooney's there. He's I, there. I get, you know, and he is, and he lives in Italy, and, you know, part time, you know, and uh, his politics are more in line with mine than anybody's, you know, so, you know. Agreed. And on top of that, I mean. totally whipped by this new woman, but, you know. Uh, yeah, well, it, you know, it comes to pass for everybody, but, but he also seems like of all of them, he's got the best sense of humor. Yeah, he does. Yeah. I would have to I'd go, with go that. along with that. All right, so uh, we got Memorial Day coming up. 
Predictions for the Rockies series and the Red Sox. Who are you excited about seeing come to town? Uh, neither. Neither? No. <laughs> because of what they're going to do to us? They both kind of scare me right now. Yeah. Although I, it's going to be fun to watch Tulowitzki. I've been. Oh, he's a great. He, he's having a, a killer year. So, well, all right. Well, thank you, coach, as always. Thank you all out there in internet radio land. This has been Running the Bases. See you next time. All right. See you, Tucker. All right. See you, coach.